Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is Undaunted Life, a man's podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Let's get into it. All right, guys, today we're going to be talking about something called MGTOW. MGTOW, M-G-T-O-W. But before we get into what exactly that means, I want to tell you how I thought of it, or not how I thought of it, how somebody kind of brought it to my attention. So I'm with a guy, and we're, I forget what we were doing. I think we were talking about some business stuff or whatever. But he just goes, hey, man, I think your listeners would really enjoy you talking about MGTOW. And I was like, what's MGTOW? He's like, ah, you go figure it out. I was like, all right, that's kind of a weird, weird way to give me a, a uh, podcast topic. But I liked it. I liked his style and, and kind of how he brought it to my attention. Because that's the thing is, if it's interesting to you guys, then I'm going to bring it to you, right? So I get people that will email me or text me or respond on Instagram or something like that. Like, hey, you should talk about this or you should talk about that. And typically, when you do that, that either makes its way into a Q&A episode or into an entire episode. So... Guys, if something comes up that's interesting to you, even if it's an article or a news story or something like that, please just send it my direction. But the thing about it was, is I think I did a cursory glance on Google Google, as to what MGTOW was, and uh, that's kind of where I left it. Uh, I didn't really go much further. I don't know if I was distracted or busy or what was going on, so I just kind of forgot about it. But then a couple of weeks ago, he brought it up to me again as we were like leaving lunch, um... We were eating a tremendous amount of uh, ribs and burn ends and all that kind of stuff like any good American male would do. Uh, and he just goes, man, you really need to look at MGTOW and let your guys know about it. So that was the day I was like, OK, fine. I forgot about it. I'm going to get back into it. And so let's talk about what MGTOW is. Again, MGTOW, M-G-T-O-W. It stands for men going their own way men going their own way. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of background on this. Um, It's basically a movement and they hate it being called a movement. We'll get, get into why that is a little bit later, but it's a movement that was kind of named and coined in the early two thousands. Now it has supposed ties to movements throughout history. And so I'm not going to really get into all that, but there's apparently been a lot of these similar types of movements that have happened in the history of manhood. Um, but it, the stuff that I got into when I got into the research, it reminded me a lot of the stuff I saw in the documentary, the red pill. And so if that's familiar to you guys, obviously if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, episode 19 of this podcast was called the red pill. And it was based off of this documentary that was shot, basically looking at the men's rights movement uh, and the men that were within that movement called the MRAs or men's rights activists. And also there were women that were in MRAs as well. Um, But there's apparently big differences between MRA or men's rights activists and MGTOWs, men going their own way. And so again, uh, I don't like leaning on that as my major source, but I think Wikipedia did a good job here of kind of giving us the differences between the men's rights movement and MGTOW. So let's go ahead and look at that right now. MGTOW differs from the men's rights movement in that while the men's rights movement aims at changing the status quo, such as by changing the laws, MGTOW calls for a focus on self-ownership and withdrawing from interactions with women. 
Mac Lemaru states, at first glance, it's easy to lump MGTOW with typicals men's rights activists or MRAs who also believe that female oppression is a myth and that it's actually males who are oppressed. But that's not the case. The two groups differ significantly. While MRAs are out to fix the problem through action and activism, members of MGTOW hold self-preservation above all else. And because of this, the majority of the community seems to have decided to bow out. So here's the thing is uh, kind of the response to that question on MGTOW.com. Yes, there is a MGTOW.com and I'm, I'm going to obviously give you that website later uh, and give you some more details from that. But they were asked specifically about whether or not this is tied directly to the men's rights movement. And so this is exactly the wording from MGTOW.com. This is a response here. Here we go. No, this is a very common misconception that anyone who doesn't appear to embrace or subscribe to a feminist view of the world must somehow automatically be an MRA. This came about recently when feminists became less willing to use the term anti-feminist and now sling the term MRA around like a Frisbee. An MRA will actively pursue and negotiate and compromise to restore an equilibrium in the hugely anti-male biased divorce and anti-family court system. The MGTOW can, will, may take another stance by practicing prevention, and he is more likely to assume 100% agency in his personal life to protect and preserve his own sovereignty by rejecting cohabitation and or refusing to sign a fraudulent marriage contract in the first place. MGTOW.com is not directly associated with or affiliated in any way with any entity or other website in the men's rights movement. Think of it as its own facet of the manosphere, and we'll get more into the manosphere here in a second. But the thing about stuff like this, guys, is anytime you get into a group of people or a movement or something like that, you always have to look and see what exactly does it mean. And if you try to infer meaning or infer definitions into something, it may not always work out in your favor. It's better to go to the source to kind of get an idea what they feel like the definition is. Now, if they are stating things that are abjectly false, then you can start inferring things into their own definitions. But we should go to them to kind of get an idea of, okay, according to MGTOW.com, what is the definition of MGTOW? So let's go ahead and go to the website here for their short definition of what it means to be a MGTOW. Men going their own way is a statement of self-ownership, where the modern man preserves and protects his own sovereignty above all else. It is the manifestation of one word, no. Ejecting silly preconceptions and cultural definitions of what a quote-unquote man is. Looking to no one else for social cues. Refusing to bow, serve, and kneel for the opportunity to be treated like a disposable utility. And living according to his own best interests in a world which would rather he didn't. And they give the definition of sovereignty here because obviously that's a huge word in their definition. So here's their definition. Supreme power or authority. Autonomy, independence, self-government, self-rule, self-determination, freedom, self-governing. Okay? So... This, when you look at it, it doesn't seem like it's got issues, right? It seems like a a fairly decent uh, way of looking at things, especially if you agree like what most people do. And obviously, if you understand statistics and you can read that men are considered to be a disposable utility in a lot of different ways. You know, when it comes to war, when it comes to the most dangerous jobs, all those different things. And obviously, if you look at divorce courts and family courts and things like that, men are just kind of tossed around as if they're nothing. So there are elements of this that I think are okay to embrace. But uh, before we get more into maybe my opinion of all this, I want to kind of give you a better idea of what the history of MGTOW is, because this isn't an ideology that just popped up, right? You know, circa 2000 or something like that. This is something that has been around for a while in different incantations. And so we can see that in in those linkages are drawn here. And so what I want to do is I want to read from the MGTOW.com website because they have their own history of MGTOW. 
And there are other articles that I found. There are other articles that kind of give their interpretation of what the history looked like. But I just want to go straight from them to kind of get an idea of what things look like from their perspective. So here is the history of MGTOW according to MGTOW.com. Men have gone their own way for centuries. Welcome to version 2019. There have been much, there has been much chatter about when MGTOW originated online as a recent social phenomenon, but one would really have to pull the camera back. Way back to Schopenhauer, Tesla, Beethoven, Galileo, or even Jesus Christ, if you're up to arguing that. MGTOW is not as old as fire, but it's as old as a man's first discovery of it. Fire always exists, even when you can't see it, and it only takes a spark or a bolt of lightning to ignite a blaze. MGTOW could be regarded as a reaction to recent cultural shifts, but the exact phrase, men going their own way, can be found in print and newspaper clippings dating back to 1853 and spanning the 20th century. If MGTOW is fire, then perhaps feminism is gasoline. Survival and mating are the success model for animals in the wild. That's the best they will ever do. But marriage and children are not the highest pinnacle of success for men. Some 60% of men who ever lived on earth never had children. So what did they dedicate their lives to? For millennia, men have accomplished and contributed far greater miracles of science, discovery, and human endeavor. And thanks to men like Orville and Wilbur Wright, man is the only mammal that can't fly that can fly. Man is also the only species that has the capability of deflecting an extinction-level event. But today, in the current culture, Time Magazine says science reveals men are idiots because men are more likely than women to take idiotic risks. Let's pause for a moment and reflect on that. Men are more likely than women to take, quote-unquote, idiotic risks. Idiotic risks, like attempting to break the sound barrier which costs the lives of many test pilots, idiotic risks, such as lighting the tail end of a rocket on fire and catapulting himself into outer space, idiotic risks, like building an armada of ships to cross the world's most tempestuous oceans in order to definitively answer the question for all of humanity that the world is indeed round. These idiotic risks which men have taken afford women the luxury of boarding an aircraft and flying from New York to Los Angeles in four and a half hours, while never once needing to take an interest in the basic operating principles of a jet engine. She can't explain thrust to weight ratios, but she will complain the flight was delayed 30 minutes. Today you can see modern women contemplating the shape of the earth, even though the question has been answered by men centuries ago and most civilized six-year-olds have already seen a globe in a classroom. Is this why anyone who says women are smarter than men will receive an automatic round of applause? A modern man of mediocre intelligence can at least begin to speculate the world is round by observing the way the moon casts light and shadows exactly like a sphere. The shadow of the earth and the moon is round during a lunar eclipse, and when observing other planets, he will notice that they are all spherical in shape. Our sun also appears circular at all angles, and so too is the notion of the sky, the motion of the night sky when photographed using an apparatus created by other men. Modern men are not as exceptionally stupid as Time Magazine pretends. A growing population of men will refuse to subscribe to the utter nonsense perpetuated in the culture, the media, magazines, on television, or in society at large. They are passionately curious, will question everything, and are fundamental seekers of the truth, no matter how painful the truth may be. They are the men who will choose and prefer to go their own way, independent of what are subjected to on a daily basis. Always have and always will, because if men didn't do it, who else would? Men are more likely than women to take idiotic risks. Isn't that called a wage gap? Or is it an accomplishment gap? 
If scientific studies reveal men are more likely than women to take idiotic risks, then it must also be acknowledged that men are more likely than women to be congratulated on their successes as a result of taking those risks. That kind of pro-male acknowledgement will often will be often skewed by many to mean something anti-female. The very same publishers at time who pr- pr- proudly call men idiots will even say a man's right to stand up for himself and not be beaten down is somehow toxic and misogynistic and can be found in their very own sexism section. Men are no longer revered or respected on a most basic level for their contributions and past sacrifices and are now reduced to idiots for that. The recent cultural explosion of MGTOW should have long been expected in the face of this kind of nonsense, which is force fed to the sheep like or who buy it by the trough. Men going their own way have not have now learned and adapted. It is not simply worth taking idiotic risks anymore. And since taking idiotic risks is the mark of an idiot, then not taking them makes a man smart. How ironic and appropriate that the very thing men have been accused of is now something more men are quite happy to avoid. An ever-expanding population of men have quite simply had enough of watching their other men laying down their lives for pointless reasons and giving their life's labor for some greater good that just doesn't exist anymore. Perhaps it never did. Men have decided the greater good means something else, and it doesn't include their own disposability. When a cost-benefit analysis reveals there is no benefit, it doesn't take a genius to remove himself from the equation. In this kind of climate, a smart man does not effectively show his value by giving more or by working harder. He shows his value by removing himself entirely. It requires no effort to make the same impact. Great men of history have have already given enough so the modern man can afford to take a century off. The MGTOW first law of motion is this. Don't just do something. Stand there. Clint Eastwood. So, guys, that is the entirety of the history. So, obviously, that went to a lot of different areas. And, goodness, a lot of different subject matters, and we're certainly not going to be talking about all of them here. But it's something that's important for us to kind of be looking at because there, there's a lot to unpack here. And we'll get more into that here in a second. But notice how I'm, I'm kind of hesitant to use the word movement. And even in that history there, they haven't used the word movement. They use phenomenon and, and things like that because they do not want this to be called a movement for whatever reason. They, they hate that word. So that's probably why I'm going to continue using it. But anyway, they do respond to this in the Q&A section on MGTOW.com whenever it says MGTOW is a movement. And so they're like, MGTOW is not a movement. This is their answer here. It's an individual lifestyle choice. Feminism is a movement. Gay pride is a movement. They rely heavily on arranged conferences, public events and loud organized parades shutting down traffic, public meetings, designated representatives and speakers at the United Nations, gobs of wasteful state funding, a collective army all loudly marching forward toward a common goal, requiring mass subscriptions and indoctrinating children to public schools. Else it fails. MGTOW thrives without any of that. It is the polar opposite of a movement. So I kind of have my issues with their definition of what a movement is, but they, they do make a good point. Uh, and I just don't really understand how this wouldn't put itself in that category, but that's not really the big deal that we're talking about here. But one thing I do want to get into a little bit earlier or that we were talking about a little bit earlier was the manosphere. So manosphere, M-A-N-O-S-P-H-E-R-E, manosphere. This is something that is kind of an offshoot. Uh, it, I guess MGTOW is part of the larger community, which would be known as a manosphere. But there are some definitions here in terms of what the manosphere is. And so, again, we're going to go back to MGTOW.com to talk about what exactly is the manosphere. Happiness is an eagle soaring through the air because that's what it was made to do. It worries not about the wind because the same wind that creates resistance also gives lift. 
Happiness is a fish swimming in the water because that's what it was made to do. It worries not about strong currents because the same turbulent waters that cloud its view also churns up sustenance. Happiness is a tree growing deep roots because that's what it was made to do. It worries not about the lack of freedom because the same roots that hold it down also allow it to weather the storm. Happiness is a man who protects and cares for his family, goes forth and conquers, gives of himself for a greater cause, and ensures his legacy, because that's what he was made to do. He doesn't fear resistance, turbulence, or commitment, because his masculine frame turns resistance into rise, finds sustenance in turbulent waters, and relies on the steadfast roots of commitment to prove stability for himself and safety for those he vowed to protect. But today's men are encouraged to meet resistance head-on while being shamed for expecting lift. They're told to man up and tough it through turbulent waters while being called misogynistic for expecting sustenance. They're shamed into putting down roots in infertile hypergamous soil that offers no support, then are financially ruined and separated from their children when they cannot weather the storm. And society wonders why these men walk away. Play or be played. That's the world the vast majority of men wake up to in the present day. For these young men, it's not a philosophy or an attitude. It's reality. The companies they work for demand loyalty, but will fire them or lay them off without a second thought if profits dip one-tenth of one percent. The women they encounter demand attention, loyalty, resources, and undue privilege while offering very little in return. The natural hypergamous nature that once served them well in their quest to secure the best possible mate is now a sustained lifestyle, bringing an endless pursuit of bigger and better. The average young woman today is less concerned about the number of quality men who would commit to her than she is about the number of men who retweet a photo of her breasts. Young men today attend churches with pastors who demand they, quote, man up, unquote, and support the church and its female parishioners. But that same church does nothing to cultivate an environment that encourages feminine strength. Sunday after Sunday, they listen as the same Bible used to preemptively absolve women of all past, current, and future transgressions is used to condemn men. They have best friends from childhood who disappear six months after the wedding because the new bride doesn't want her hubby hanging out with single losers. They have to pick up the tab for dad's dinner because his going broke because he's going broke trying to support mom, her new live-in boyfriend, and a 12-year-old he's not certain is even his. The young man watches as middle management dads make $70,000 per year, tries to crank up the engine in his 11-year-old car to no avail, and then has to give him a ride back to his apartment on the seedy side of town. The young man shudders as he realizes a father who did the right thing by sacrificing his life for his family can't fit everything he owns into a 580 square foot apartment with plenty of room to spare. The young man has finally learned that men and women share the same inherent character flaws, but not the same consequences. He has sinned and he has paid dearly. She has sinned and she has been exalted. He doesn't hate his corporation. He hates the system. He doesn't hate God. He hates what the church does in God's name. He doesn't hate women. He hates the unforgiving female support machine. He doesn't hate feminists or white knights. He hates navigating the environment they create. That's why there's a manosphere, and that's why it's growing. Every day you can log onto a number of blogs to discuss how meeting the resistance of feminism gives rise to notch counts, how navigating the turbulent waters of society churns up the sustenance of independence, and how putting down deep ideological roots in the soil of personal responsibility can help you weather any storm life throws at you.
Men haven't lost their need to find happiness by providing, protecting, sacrificing, and conquering. We've simply discovered that providing for the feminist, for the modern feminist, working like a dog to protect a family that can be taken away at a moment's notice, or risking our lives to conquer resources for some ungrateful woman who claims she can do it on her own is an empty way to live. We haven't changed the mission. We've changed the method. We now provide ourselves and for ourselves and our immediate families, protect our interests, make selective sacrifices when the situation warrants, and conquer mountains of poom. Yes, it actually says, and conquer mountains of poom. Back into the definition. Men find happiness and purpose in the effort, regardless of who benefits from the effort. It took us a while to figure that out, and many of us are still, still aren't there yet, but we're slowly coming around. Welcome to the manosphere, a place where we're not afraid to call it exactly what it is. Turning betas into men is a group effort. No one is in charge. There's no central theme. We can't agree on a standard definition of anything, and we spend a good amount of time shooting flaming arrows at each other for no apparent reason. To the casual observer, the Manosphere may seem like a disjointed collection of blogs and websites, but the Manosphere does not exist online. It exists in the hearts and minds of the next generation of men. The Manosphere is the big bang of chaotic masculine disruption that will eventually bring into existence a new personal world of freedom for those who choose to be free. It's evolving and forming right before our very eyes. So again, guys, that's the end of that little section there on the manosphere. And there's a lot of elements of that that you just got to be a, a, a fan of. And I know a lot of you were hearing those things and feeling like, yeah, yeah, that, that's me. That's what I've experienced. I don't really understand why I'm feeling this way, but man, I'm kind of fired up, which is why so many guys have kind of joined on and kind of become a part of the manosphere and would consider themselves um, in the MGTOW. Again, I can't, I'm just going to call it a movement. So, but here's the thing. In summary, elements of what makes up MGTOWs is that these are independent guys these are lifetime bachelors. They're absolutely opposed to matrimony. They actually compare it to slavery whenever you start getting into some of the writings. Uh, completely focused on selves. So they would say, you know, it's like self-drive and those types of things, but it's it's really just they're focused on themselves. And they're anti-gynocentric. And so gynocentric was a new word for me, but obviously if I would have sat and thought about it for a little bit and the elements of the word, I would have figured it out. But gynocentrism is, uh, it refers to dom dominant or exclusive focus on women in theory or practice, Okay. So this could also mean the advocacy of focusing on women in theory or practice. So anything really can be considered gynocentric uh, when it's concerned uh, with a feminist point of view. So that that's basically the way to do that. But also there are multiple levels of what makes a MGTOW. So this isn't like something that you just opt into or opt out of. It's not like a, it's not a binary. It actually goes quite a bit deeper than that. And so I found this several different areas. And so I, if there's a, a better version of this somewhere, I'll try to find it. But I found that there were actually technically four levels of what a MGTOW is. There's, there's five, but you know, there, there's a, the first level is called level zero. So let me just kind of give you an idea of what this looks like to kind of give you an idea as to what in the world could you even do with the MGTOW movement if you wanted to get into it. So level zero is this situational awareness. The member has taken the red pill and embraces the idea that gender equality is a lie and propaganda. So let's go to level one, rejection of long-term relationships. The man rejects long-term relationships, but will still partake in short-term relationships and sexual encounters. Let's go to level two. Rejection of short-term relationships. The member won't participate in hookups or any form of short-term or sexual relationship. Let's go to level three. Economic disengagement. A member at this stage refuses, refuses to earn more money than is necessary for sustaining life. He views the government as tyrannical and is trying to actively drain money from the bureaucrats. And then we go to the final level, which is level four, 
Societal disengagement. This is as far as a mainstream MGTOW can go. Here, the man refuses to interact with society. So I feel like some of the stuff before I got to the levels was like, yeah, I can like some of that. Some of that I'd I'd like to kind of get a better idea of what exactly they mean by that. But when you get into these levels, again, the level zero is situational awareness. Level one, rejection of long-term relationships. Level two, rejection of short-term relationships. Level three, economic disengagement. And level four, societal disengagement. Now we're getting a better idea of what the overall philosophy is. And so everything that I've said up to this point in the previous 20 minutes or so of this podcast has kind of led to, to some of these questions that I have. So I've got some questions for the MGTOW movement that I'm just going to kind of vo- voice here to the ether because I don't think I have any MGTOWs listening to this. Or if you do, feel free to hit me up, info at undaunted.life, shoot me an email. But the first question is with men going their own way, so where are you going? So it's men going their own way. MGTOW, where are you going? What exactly is the point? Is the point to get to level four and have complete societal disengagement? Because that's what it seems like. But that kind of begs another question with men going their own way. So who's leading you? You? Are you leading you? Because again, if we go back to some of the definitions, there's no leader to this thing, right? There's not like the president of the MGTOWs, right? That's not a thing. So who's leading you? And I know for some guys, it's like, look, I lead myself and, you know, I lead my, my family and I lead at work and I blah, blah, blah. But let's just say you didn't have any of the family. Let's say you've done some of those other things that are on the different levels of MGTOW and you've completely disengaged. Do you still don't have a leader? We'll get more into that here in a second. But another question is outside of yourself, what are you living for? Because if you go back to level three of this, it was to not make any more money than what is necessary to sustain life. But it didn't say whose life. It's implying that it's your life. So outside of yourself, what are you living for? Is there a higher purpose? Or is it literally just about you? But, I mean, to be fair, let's go back just kind of a little bit here. Um, If you're a Christian male, there are three things that I kind of came up with as I was thinking through this movement. Again, I know they hate it, but it's a movement. Um, There are three things about MGTOW that I think you should like. So as a Christian male, the first thing I think you should like is that uh, the quote instilling masculinity in men, that that's a quote from this, that has pretty much been there from the very beginning. That's been a main focus from day one, whenever this, this movement was given a name, MGTOW, right? And obviously you know that we're huge fans of that here at Undaunted Life, instilling masculinity in men. This is something that we're not seeing trumpeted by anybody. Culture isn't saying that we need to instill masculinity. Culture is telling us that we don't even know what masculinity is, right? That's just, you know, something that was created by culture, this evil culture. Go back to our toxic masculinity podcast a few podcasts ago. It's being created and and ginned up by all these people that are trying to like, you know, suppress people that aren't, you know, Christian, white, straight males, like that type of thing, right? But this is a good idea. Like we're, we're focusing on instilling masculinity in men. How could that be a bad idea? So if you're a Christian male, you got to like that. The second thing is it's pushing men to develop and better themselves. You got to like that as well. Obviously, we focus on spiritual, mental, and physical resilience. And we're trying to provide y'all stuff that will allow you to develop that, right? Cultivating manly resilience. That is a lot of working on yourself. Now, when you start working on yourself, and we've had a lot of guys tell us about this, things start to go better around you, right? Your marriages get better, your relationship with your kids get better, your work gets better, your your body gets better, all those things get better. 
And so the fact that this movement is pushing men to develop and better themselves is absolutely fantastic. And the last thing here that Christian men should really like about the MGTOW movement is that it encourages male community. I mean, guys, I know if you've been listening to this podcast for any stretch of time, this is probably the first time you've ever heard me say this, but male community is really, really freaking important, right? And most of you don't have it. Remember, I talk about it all the time. You stopped playing football or you, you got out of your fraternity or you graduated college or, you know, you're not in the military anymore. Or you left the police or whatever the thing might be. You don't have male community anywhere. That's why we encourage you guys, if you're in the Oklahoma City area, 7 o'clock at the Forge in Edmond, come see us, man. We work out. We read books together. Uh, we're encouraging one another. And, you know, I just had some, you know, some personal stuff come up this morning. And I, I text a bunch of the guys in the group saying, I can't really explain it right now. But, guys, just pray for me. There, there's some stuff, major stuff going on right now, and I can't talk about it. Right? I had mails that I could just, boom, go straight to my phone and shoot off a text message to a dozen or two dozen guys if I wanted to. Right? Ask yourself, do you guys have that? Because if you don't, you need to cultivate that. So again, MGTOWs encourage that because these guys aren't just, you know, solo, solo. They're on these blogs for a reason. They're in these kind of digital communities and meeting together in actual communities for a specific purpose. You might disagree with why they're getting together, but at least they're getting together. So those are kind of the three things that I think um, a Christian male should like about the big MGTOW movement. But also we got to kind of put a little bit of a wet blanket on this thing here. If you're a Christian male, There are three huge things that you have to hate about the MGTOW movement, right? The first thing is this, is that it clearly places men above women in the hierarchy of importance. Guys, if you've been around the, the church for any length of time, or if you've been a Christian, or if you've read the Bible in any shape or form, if you surmise, or if you get the idea that God has placed men above women in the hierarchy of importance, you've got it wrong. Now, and we talk about this, you see this in Ephesians 5, when you kind of get into the roles of of husbands and wives and how we should interact. God sees men and women equally, but he's given them different responsibilities. So different, but equal, right? So there's not some sort of thing where God is preferring a man over a woman. And so for us as thinking Christians, we can't just buy the MGTOW thing, you know, just hook, line and sinker. Because the thing about it is, is, and you're talking to a guy that is not exactly sensitive to feminist ideology or things, but there are some things in here that are just very anti-women. And I mean women in general, because here's the deal, guys, is there have been men that have been treated horrifically by women. We've talked about some examples of it on this podcast. We know some guys, I know some guys personally that have had some horrific things done by evil, satanic women. But that doesn't mean women as a group of people are bad. Because we would be the first ones that would be standing up saying, hey, all men aren't bad just because one man raped somebody or one man killed somebody. Not all men are bad. We'd be the first ones to say that. Well, you can't categorically shame a group of people, right? You can't do that. Whether you group them by race, you group them by gender, you group them by you know ideology, you can't do that type of a thing, right? You can't be a Christian thinking male. You can't be uh, one of those, uh, you can't be a man that's really striving for any type of greatness and think that way. And so that's a huge issue with the MGTOW movement, because like I said, guys, there's elements of this that you could dig, that you could really, really get behind. But this idea that we just need to completely eradicate women from our lives is absolutely, it's unsustainable as a species for one, if you're just thinking as like, you know, an evolutionary biologist, but even beyond that, it just, it's very untenable to even have a society. So the second thing, if you're a Christian male in terms of what you should hate about the MGTOW movement is that it's a completely selfish ideology. 
right? You hear all these different things about these guys, you know, making just as much, just as much money to sustain life. And, but the real underlying courage of this, and I may do a future episode on this, it's just, it's addicted to leisure and hobbies, which is incredibly selfish, right? Because if you're a married man with kids and you really, really, really like golf and you go golfing five or six times a week, you're taking an unbelievable amount of hours away from your family and probably away from your work as well. It's a problem because you're addicted to it. And then you also have these guys that, you know, they build up all this tension over, you know, six, seven, eight months. And then they do that, that once a year get together or that once a year trip without the family. And then it's just like, they get there and then it's just leisure, right? Just because we're addicted to leisure. We just want to sit around and do nothing. But I'm reminded of first Corinthians 10 uh, verse 24 here. It says, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. I don't see that with the MGTOW movement. These guys do not give a crap about other people. Well, I guess they give a crap about other people to the extent through which they could actually influence them, right? And convince them that they should be a MGTOW as well, that they should be a man that's just going to go their own way. I think they care about that far, but they don't care about society writ large. They, they just don't, they just don't give a crap. And it's just, it's completely untenable with a Christian worldview as well to, to be this selfish, to not be worried about your neighbor, to not love your neighbor as yourself. Because with this ideology, you technically don't want neighbors. You don't want anyone telling you anything or trying to influence you in any way. And I don't know that that's a good thing for us to be looking at. And the final thing here that a Christian man should hate about the MGTOW movement is that it has no anchor point. There's no foundation aside from self, which is a horrible anchor point. Why would anyone trust themselves that much? But there's no anchoring ideology except for inward thinking, inward you know, introspection, right? Go back to the last one when you're basically talking about, you know, they're completely selfish in their ideology. There's no anchor point in anything. So for us as Christians, we do have an anchor point. The anchor point is the gospel. Some people would say, oh, the anchor point is the Trinity. Like, I don't care exactly how you say it. But the thing about it is, is our worlds are completely different if Jesus didn't, you know, become raised from the dead, right? So that's the anchor point for everything, for everybody, Right? Because if he didn't raise from the dead, then we've got other problems. We've got other ideologies we have to consider now. Because the whole point was he said he was the way, the truth, and the life, and then he came back, right? Not spiritually, but bodily. That's our anchor point as Christians. And then you start getting into apologetics, you get into history, you get into all these different things to basically uh, you know, solidify that position within your life and strengthen it within your ideology and your soul, right? But MGTOW doesn't have that. MGTOW is focused on yourself don't have any relationships. I mean, just think about it. Go back to the levels whenever the first thing was like, okay, if you're at this level, you can have some kind of short-term hookup relationships. Go back to that definition where it said, you know, they try to, you know, conquer mountains of poon. Like how, how useful is that? Like, it's going to be exciting for a time, but it's empty. It's baseless. Like I just heard a story about a guy yesterday. Uh, one of my wife's friends, I, I guess this dude just travels the world, travels the country and his whole thing is he will get a hotel room, he will get on Tinder every single night in a new city, and he'll hook up with a random chick from that city and then drive on to the next city. He's kind of a hippie. Like, how long is that going to be sustainable, right? And some of you, you know, thinking to yourself, man, this sounds pretty awesome. But the thing about his is it has no foundation. What's his anchor point? His dick? Like, is that it? Like, okay, I, I need to get my jollies off and then just move on to the next city? That's going to, it's going to run out sometime. Like, and I'm not talking about bodily. I'm talking about the, the, whatever he's getting from that's going to run out. And so that's the concern I have for guys that have bought this MGTOW stuff, hook, line, and sinker is where does it lead to? 
Do you really want to get to level four where you are completely outside of society? That you have have no influence on anything? Because the thing about it is, is if you're not a part of society, how are you going to influence society? You can't just throw grenades into it and then all of a sudden be like, ah, it's fine. Like little mind grenades. Like, ah, this is going to be no big deal. Like take, take this, this idea that I had in my brain and started to take it into your life. It's just a problem. So uh, again, guys, just as we wrap up here, MGTOW has some good elements. And if you're going to talk about it with other buddies uh, or be a part of these communities, even if online, you know, look at some of the good things, right? You know, instilling masculinity, that's a good push yourself, you know, develop yourself, right? You know, be a part of the male community. Take that. That's great. But there are some very, very dangerous ideas within this ideology. And so I would ask any of you guys that are considering this to, to really think twice about, it, especially if you're a thinking Christian male. And if you're not a Christian, we're especially glad that you're listening to this podcast. But dude, hit me up. Email me and and let's talk a little bit about it, because I think even if you're going to have a non-theist point of view and lifestyle, there are better ways to live than to be a MGTOW. All right, guys, before we let you out of here, we're going to do a quick resilience boost. As you know, by now, we are a men's ministry and our mission is cultivating manly resilience. And specifically, we do that by providing content that forges spiritual, mental and physical toughness. So today we're going to work on the mental resilience and I'm just going to give you the website, www.mgtow.com, MGTOW.com. So there is all kinds of stuff on that website that I didn't even talk about. There's a whole uh, page of resources that has all these videos and blogs and different things. And so I would encourage you to go and click around a little bit. Don't stay long, not really necessary, but there's a lot of things that you can look at there because here's the thing is even if the stuff that's being propagated in these videos or on these blogs doesn't really agree with you, right? If that's not really something that you're really into, that's completely okay. Like, you know, that's not really that big of a deal at all. Um, But you should know what people think You should know how people respond to things because that's the thing is if you run into somebody that has this ideology and you've never thought through it yourself, it's going to be a problem for you to maybe have that conversation and maybe kind of pull them off of that way of thinking, right? So click around on that, check it out. And if you have anything special for me that you want to report, make sure you shoot me an email. Thanks again, guys, for listening to the podcast. As always, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play and refer your friends to listen and share this on social media. If you use the hashtag on Daunted Life, we'll be sure to find your post and give it a thumbs up. Guys, if we deserve a five-star review, that is how this blog, or (laughs) this blog, this podcast is going to continue to grow. This podcast grows because the algorithms like whenever you get a five-star review and like when you get a review. So when you leave a review, leave a few sentences and then move on with your day. We really appreciate it. I'm currently booking speaking engagements for the entirety of 2019. So if you want me to come speak to your team, speak on your podcast, be interviewed in front of a group of people, whatever you think, hit me up at info at undaunted.life, the email info at undaunted.life. Our website is www.undaunted.life and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Undaunted Life or Facebook.com backslash Undaunted Life. Check out our free devotionals on the YouVersion Bible app. Just search Undaunted Life under plans. And as always, we want to thank the band August Burns Red for allowing us to use their music library for our content. The intro outro track on this podcast is their song King of Sorrow, which is off their latest record entitled Phantom Anthem. Links are in the description. I'm your host, Kyle Thompson. Remember, keep cultivating manly resilience. Keep forging spiritual, mental, and physical toughness. Keep seeking the Lion of Judah.